welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to People with Purpose. Uh, today, we're going to continue the Calm Leadership Series. Uh, we're talking about accountability, and today we're talking about accountability for yourself, so self-accountability. So far, as we've talked through accountability, we've covered organisational accountability, so how you to create clarity in your organisation, in your business. We've talked about how to create a compelling why, to really energise around uh, being accountable for delivering that. We've talked about pride, personal responsibility in daily effort uh, to help people to uh, to really engage uh, with uh, your mission. We've talked about creating a culture of accountability and the commitment culture. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, psychological safe- safety. So uh, making sure people feel safe to speak up and you know to make sure there's no fear of failure. So. Throughout all of this, a big part has been about role modeling accountability. So it starts with you as the leader. It starts with you. So that's why we're going to talk about self-accountability today. Accountability is defined as delivering what you promise in the eyes of others. So it's in the eyes of others. That's really interesting, isn't it? And from that definition, you can see that accountability cuts both ways. There's two people involved or one to many. And it's about trust. And if you define trust or look up the definition of trust, it's a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone or something. Trust. So accountability creates trust. So if you want to hold yourself um, accountable, then trust is a key factor to think about. So do you trust yourself to be accountable? Because other people will be accountable if they see you being accountable. Other people will trust you if they see you behaving in a way that generates that trust. And accountability is more than holding someone else responsible for the work. Like I say, it's a kind of a mutual thing. So. When you give a uh, accountability to somebody else, uh, then you're, assi- you're, you're accountable for really setting clear expectations. Um, and then for the person who's receiving the, the task or the thing to do or, or the responsibility, they need to make sure they really understand what's expected. And you both need to commit to the expected outcome and you know, the milestones and the um, results and the, the deadlines. You both need to commit to uh, tracking how you're getting on and, and checking in. And you both need to commit to making sure that any uh, things that are going to get in the way are flagged or discussed proactively so that you can help each other to move things forward. It's a mutual thing. It's a two-way thing. So let's remind ourselves why it's important. 
Well, when the task isn't completed on time, let's look at that situation. Self-accountability comes first. So if you're with somebody who is working on, a, on, a, on an objective, working on a, on a task, and they're falling behind or things aren't working as they should, then taking responsibility for that as the leader is vital. Making sure in the first instance, you're looking at the environment you're creating, you're looking at the, the circumstances that the other person's working within. What are you doing to remove the blockages? That's vitally important. But the thing about accountability is that lots of people can feel uncomfortable about it, particularly when you sort of make a bit of a change and you kind of introduce a culture of accountability. Sounds a bit like micromanagement, doesn't it, if you're not careful? And what does that do for, for trust? I mean, when you've got accountability and it's flowing naturally, then people are empowered. People are established. People are really owning their stuff. But before you get to that point, there's a the potential for it to expose some vulnerabilities. And it's unreasonable, I think, to expect everybody to approach being vulnerable in the same way. It's unreasonable, I think, to expect everybody in your team to fully embrace taking accountability if the groundwork hasn't gone in to establish that environment of psychological safety. And also, if it's a change, you've got to remember that people are navigating their way through the change cycle. So they themselves may feel a little bit uncertain, even if they are fully accountable, even if they are always on it, always on time, always delivering results, fully committed. They may feel guilty that they haven't identified where processes aren't helping them out, where things could be better, because people care. So there's kind of an emotional journey that people go on when re-establishing a kind of a, a standard around accountability in a team or in a business or in an organization. So support is required. And once again, the best way of providing that support is for you as the leader to be vulnerable, for you as a leader to role model, not just doing accountability well, but the fact that you're finding it challenging too, and you're in it together. Because that's the real situation, isn't it? That's not kind of like a fabricated, oh, I better pretend it's challenging. It will be challenging. And life is challenging. And people seeing you as a leader who is open, who is honest about the challenges that you're facing in holding yourself accountable, let alone other people, then people are going to trust you more. People are going to see the authentic leader that we spoke about in the previous episode. So the other reason why this is important is because from a from a self-accountability point of view, you want to get things done. I mean, self-accountability is the ability, in a way, to discipline yourself to achieve your goals. And people who are able to achieve self-accountability consistently 
typically are able to generate more success, generate better results, both in their personal lives and in their working lives too. Fundamentally, leaders inspire accountability through their ability to accept responsibility rather than placing responsibility on others. So if you can inspire accountability through your behavior, through the way that you're accountable to yourself, then all the frameworks, all the models that we've talked about previously, you know, potentially, if you, if you don't do this, then all those frameworks and models become a bit empty. You've got to live it. So how can you do that? How can you be more accountable? Well, here are seven ways that you can create more accountability for yourself. Number one is to set the right goals. So we've talked about having a compelling why. One level below that is about setting the right goals. So if your goals aren't driving you towards your why, there's something missing. If your goals aren't driving you to leap out of bed in the morning to really go after it, then maybe there's something wrong with your goals. So setting goals correctly, i.e. what's going to take you towards your mission, is key. And also setting them in the right way. So smart goals are good, but smartest goals are better. And in episode 60 of the People With Purpose podcast, I ran through a little model uh, which took smart goals and supercharged them into smartest goals by also making them yeah, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, but adding on, making them exciting, making them scary, taking away your comfort zone, and making them transformational. So here's the exercise for you to set the right goals. Get on your favourite podcast platform, which you're probably already on as you're listening to this, uh, and listen to People With Purpose, episode 60, uh, which is about smartest goals, and then review the goals that you've got and see how you can supercharge them. So that's number one, set the right goals. Step number two is to focus on who it is you need to be, not what it is you need to do. So had a conversation with uh, a, a team member uh, very recently, part of a, a, a personal development conversation, and this person's got aspirations to get to the next level, the next step. So who are they being? Are they being the person who needs to be, who they need to be to do the job they're doing now? Or are they being the person who they need to be to do the job they want to do in the future? So. If you think about it, if you're looking to be a, um, a manager or a director or a business owner, and you're currently a, a technician or a, uh, you know, one rung below, if you like, or two rungs below or three rungs below where it is you want to get to, and it doesn't have to be hierarchical, it can be, you know, sideways, whatever it is. If there's something that you want to be or want to do in the future, then who do you need to be today? to get you closer to that new opportunity. Think about people that you admire. Think about uh, you know, people, there might be celebrities, there might be sports people, there might be business people. 
and just take a moment to imagine what it is that they do to make themselves accountable. So if it's a, uh, a business person, what are their daily habits, do you think? How do they manage themselves? What do they focus on? What sort of routines do they have? How do they write their goals? If it's a sports person, what, what health regime do they have? What exercise regime and training do they do? If it's a, um, uh, an actor, what kind of routines do you think they go through? A comedian, how do they practice being who they need to be? So the point is, if you want self-accountability, you need to be the person who is self-accountable. So if you can visualize that person, whether it's about a promotion or a career opportunity or a, a, a new business idea, or whether it's a celebrity or somebody that you admire, then take a moment to reflect on those attributes that they have and what things you think they might do to be the person that they are. And the exercise for step number two is to, once you've imagined what their habits might be, what their self-discipline might be, integrate three things that they might do into your daily, weekly routine and start to be the person that you want to be. So that's number two. Number three is to have a accountability buddy. So the fact is your probability of getting anything done increases as you step through these kind of these few um, ideas. So one, if you have an idea, you're quite likely to do it, but not very, maybe 10%. If you decide you're going to do it, that probability of success goes up to about 25, 30%. If you decide when you're going to do it, that probability goes up by another, say, 10% or so. If you've got a plan, and this is where most people get to, right? They put a plan in place, but you're still only 50% or 60% likely to achieve that goal with a plan. How many times have you planned to do something and you've had a great plan, but you've still fallen short? To really supercharge it, you need to commit to somebody else that you're going to do it. And that takes your probability of success to more like 70%. But if you've got an accountability buddy, somebody that you trust, somebody who um, you like, somebody who can be honest with you, um, somebody who will encourage you, somebody who will maybe give you a kick up the old proverbial if you need it. If you've got somebody like that on your side, then the chances of success go up to 90% plus. So have an accountability buddy. That's why people have coaches. That's why people have mentors. It's because that accountability works. So if you're in the sort of place now where you make great plans, but they're not really coming off, but you haven't got a coach, you haven't got a mentor, you haven't got an accountability buddy of any description whatsoever, then the exercise for you is to find somebody and they can be an accountability buddy for you. And maybe you can be an accountability buddy for them as well. Because actually the benefit of mentoring or being an accountability buddy for somebody else is that you also learn. 
And you also pick up things from them. So that's number three. So exercise number three is to get yourself an accountability buddy. Number four. Now this is um, number four. This is this is this is where you kind of go inside yourself a little bit. And this is about self-talk. So ask yourself great questions. So how many times a day do you pause and say, what's the most important thing I should be doing right now? How many times a week do you do that? Now, in order to keep yourself on track and really self-accountable, there's an argument that suggests, and there's a couple of books that also suggest that you should be doing this at least once an hour. What's the most important thing I should be doing right now? Another great question you can ask yourself is, who do I need to be in this situation? And then set the intention. Say, for example, before you go into a meeting, who do I need to be? Another great question you can ask yourself is, what is the outcome I need from this situation? And then another great question, the world's full of great questions, how could I have done that better? So do that kind of post-mortem as well as doing the pre-mortem stuff before you go in. What could stop me from being successful in this situation? So step number four and exercise number four is to get out your diary, get out your calendar and diary in reminders of some great questions that you're going to ask yourself. So, and, the, and really the, the most powerful one of these, I think is the first one that I said, which is, What's the most important thing I should be doing right now? Because if you've done the first three steps, you've got smart goals, smart test goals, sorry. Uh, you've, um, you've got an um, accountability buddy. You've decided who it is you need to be. If you're then asking the question, what's the most important thing I should be doing right now on a regular basis, maybe start three times a day. <laughs> if 10 times a day sounds a bit too much, but you know, if you can do it on the hour, have a little ping going off on the hour, that's a kind of a notification that can keep you on track. Think of all the other no notifications in your life. Turn all those off and just put this one on. Imagine what a difference that could make for you and your self-accountability. So the key thing, though, is to make sure that you're really asking yourself great questions and then being honest with the answers. So that's step number four is to do the self-talk do the self-coaching, and diary in some great questions. So that's exercise number four. Put them in your diary and set that routine. Step number five out of seven is to commit in advance. Now, when you commit in advance, what you're doing is you're doing something now which is going to make it harder for you to fail in the future, right? So one example that I have and that I do is I like to go running, but there's always a chance I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm not going to fancy it. You've had one of those days where it's windy outside, it's raining, it's dark as we go into the winter. How much am I really going to want to do that? But if I put my running clothes out and get them out right next to the bed, first thing in the morning, or actually what I do is I put them in a separate room so I don't disturb uh, my lovely wife when I wake up really early. Um, and um, they're already outside uh, the bedroom so I can get straight into them, do my stretching and get straight out for a run. 
then I'm committing in advance. So put your gym clothes out, your running clothes out, last thing at night, so you can get into them first thing in the morning. Prepare, uh, you, you prepare, prepare your your lunch. If you're going to save time and you want to eat a healthy lunch, prepare it the night before and stick it in the fridge. Um, what other pre-commitments could you do? Um, you could uh, set a reminder to ask yourself great questions. That's a pre-a pre-commitment you're committing in advance to help you with a habit. You could um, set up a um, a monthly uh, meeting with your accountability buddy, and then you could set up a um, a a a session two days before that to say uh, to prepare for that meeting. So there's loads of things that you could do to commit in advance. You could put some money down, so you could put some money into a savings account and say, I'm not allowed to spend this money until I've achieved this task. So what can you do to motivate yourself to, to do the things that you need to do, to be disciplined, to take that accountability for yourself? So the exercise for this one is commit in advance. Think of three things that you can do to commit in advance that will have a big impact on you achieving your goals. And it's quite fun, this one, actually, to test with more life stuff than necessarily work stuff. So maybe go for two uh, life goal type things. So it could be health, could be relationships, could be, um, could be anything like that. Family, friends, could be downtime, pre-commit to downtime and have one of them being work-related. Give that a go. Number six. Now look, accountability is all about generating those results, building that trust. There so was a team you can generate great results. So remember the wins. Number six is about creating a win list. So your successes get lost. I don't know if you've ever sat down and looked back over the last year and thought, you know, it was a rubbish year, really tough, really challenging. And then the more you think about it and go through the achievements, you think, hang on, we did loads. Loads of great stuff happened. Well, what if you could build that win list daily? That list of wins that can be small ones, could be massive wins. And if you can build a list, so again, this could be one of your, your routines, and it could be one of your pre-commitments. It could be one of your... Um, one of the things that you write down in your diary, a little reminder in your diary to say, what's my biggest win today? And then you put one thing on your win list every single day. There'll be something in every day. So here's your exercise. Think of it, at least one win, one success you had yesterday. Start your win list now. So open up a file, get out a notebook. In fact, maybe you could make a special notebook with like a sparkly cover or something, and start writing them down. So do it and do it now, because actually having that record of successes gives you the evidence that you need to build the confidence, to be able to share the wins, to be able to grow that 
sense of accountability and see that self-accountability is really paying dividends for you. To have a win list. And number seven is a mindset thing. Okay. So number seven is you don't have to do anything. You get to. So it takes it from obligation to opportunity. It takes it from a duty to a desire. Self-accountability, as I said right at the top, can sometimes feel a bit like uh, micromanagement. It can feel a bit negative. It can feel a bit heavy because you have to do it. I've got to get this done. No, I get to get this done. So flick that switch for yourself. Reframe it. Go back to the episodes on communication and reframe things that you have to do to things that you get to do. So going back to the running example for me, right? I don't have to go for a run. I get to go for a run. I don't have to go to bed early so I can have a good day tomorrow. I get to go to bed early so I can have a good day tomorrow. I don't have to go to this networking event or to this party. I get to. It's a massive mindset shift. So here's your exercise. Think of three things that you have to do, you might dread doing, you might hate doing, (laughs) and reframe them and be thankful that you get to do these things. Turn that obligation into an opportunity and maybe write them in your win list as a win. I get to do this. Or I've changed my mindset from having to do stuff to getting to do stuff. And it feels good. So there are the seven things. So let me just run through them again very, very quickly. So the first one is to set smartest goals, make them exciting, scary, and transformative. Focus on who it is you need to be first to do the things that you want to do. That's number two. Get yourself an accountability buddy. That's number three. Ask yourself great questions and diary them in. What's the most important thing I should be doing right now? Brilliant question. Commit to stuff in advance. Make it easy for yourself to do the thing you need to do by committing to in advance with a physical action, like laying out your running stuff the night before. Create a win list and write in it daily, one thing a day. And then change your mindset from having to do stuff to the fact that you get to do stuff. And if you can do these things, you can begin to more regularly deliver what you promise in the eye of others. You begin to build that trust, which is that firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of yourself to do something. And that's going to be really powerful. I mean, if you don't do it, I don't know where your circumstances are right now. You might be doing all this stuff. There's seven things here, right? Two of them might be helpful. Five, you might think, nah, that's up to you. But if you lack the intention, potentially you will lack in accountability. And if the accountability isn't focused on the things that you get to do and you need to do, and he said have to do then, get to do, then potentially, even if you're being busily accountable in one way, maybe it's not taking you where you need to get to. 
And if you don't, you might drift. And also, if you don't, how can you expect other people to take accountability or to do anything that you're not prepared to do yourself? And if you can do this, work on your self-accountability, then what you'll be doing is you'll be changing your state into a can-do state. You'll be changing your behavior as a result, and that will then flow through to the outcomes that you create. So you're on your mission. You're a person with purpose. It's going to take you in the direction that you want to go. So the best time to start doing this is today. And I'm not sure what you're waiting for. So do it now. One a day, maybe. We've got seven things here. If you're going to do all seven, you could do one a day in the next seven days. But whatever you decide to do, accountability is a key part of leadership. And self-accountability is kind of where that culture of accountability begins. Really taking responsibility for delivering what you promise and for that to be seen by others, for that to be visible to others. And this isn't about crowing. This is just about being an accountable leader and about helping people through that change curve where they might feel really vulnerable by showing your own vulnerabilities and your own challenges. And then very quickly, your own successes. So I hope this has been helpful. Seven things to do, seven exercises that you can do in the next seven days. And if you do, imagine what you could be looking like in three months' time when you've consistently been doing these things and what that could do for your results. Accountability and self-accountability could change your life. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.